classic girlfriend thinks you're bailing because you're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, all the podcasts <laughs> all the pod- that I do. Yeah. That's how it is every time I go to the um, the Death Club studio. I oh, have to so send you out, don't even I, know. <laughs> I have to send out texts to all my relations. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Well, like, there was, and I mean, this was kind of, like, my bad, but there was one day where, like, I just, like, was down there, and I don't know if I was, like, in a bad headspace or not, but, like, for anybody <laughs> listening, down in our studio, it's in the basement of a storage facility, and, like, there's no service, so, like, you don't have access yeah. to your phone yeah, people at think all. you're dead. Like, you have to go up a flight yeah. of stairs and, like, through a couple it's, different hallways. Yeah, I've got, I've, like, left the studio and then got outside and saw my phone, like, six calls from my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of texts, where are you? <laughs> like, your brother's looking for you, your dad is looking for you. <laughs> like, it's like, imagine when we got it when I was, like, 18. With oh, JJ and Incandescence. And it would literally, like, the first, like, two weeks, my mom would just be like, like you just went dark in <laughs> Allentown for, for like, four it's hours. It's such a sketchy thing. Yeah. It's really sketchy. And, yeah, and being 18, I can't even imagine. Well, I moved J- out when I was 24. My mom was worried about me. <laughs> well, me, well, me and JJ have heard gunshots over there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, a couple of times. Well, you said, you've, you've told me some pretty hilarious <laughs> It's true. One time like, we found, a, like, that's the most punk nefarious character. Like, it really everywhere. Is. Like, it's walking so, there, it's the Wild West. Walking, if you walk in there and you're not in a band, You'll probably leave there in a band. Dude, every time I take people down, I'm like, like, it's fine. Like, seriously, like, I know what I'm doing yeah. here. Like, we have a sword. No, yeah, we kind of had to, like, I, I feel like we had to preface that, or at least I had to preface that for anyone that was, like, like the you know, the guys yeah. in the blondes. Just like, it's going to be fine. Like, <laughs> like it's just, just, just like, there it's are me- two methods <laughs> that live down the hall. No from one our knows room. what rooms, but. Did I ever tell you about when we, uh, it was like back when Riley was still there like two years ago and we just like went down to practice and there was just like a massive pile of vomit in front of our door. Like somebody went, like we're all the way at the end of a hallway in the basement. Like somebody went all the way down just to puke in front of our door and it stayed there for like a week (laughs) and a half. Just a pile of puke? It was like, it was like the liquid was separating from the solids and like Mm. running into it. I'm going to stop talking. It was disgusting. Yeah, we're going to turn some people off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're already already Checking out. <laughs> Second episode, it went really downhill. <laughs> yeah, dude, the first episode was amazing. I'm glad it went well. Like, I didn't know how it was going to go, but it's fine. I thought JJ was a good person to talk to first, you know? Well, like, I mean, yeah, like I said before, like, you know him really well. Yeah. So it's just like hanging out and talking. And I know you really well as well. <laughs> so, What's your name again? That, Ned? <laughs> that brings, Ned? <laughs> JJ just Ned? came up with that on the spot. He just, like, We started talking and I was like, I'm, this is Steel City Deathcast with Nate Cross. He's like, Ned Crim. And I was like, okay. <laughs> No, dude, it was for your guys' live at SCDC. We were trying to get like Ethan to like, or no, during ours, the Daisy Chain yeah, the, one. Yeah, the one. We right. forgot, but we were not going to acknowledge you as Nate. That's why I said unnamed host number one. Because <laughs> yeah, we kept calling you Ned, and then I was just like, Nathan. You guys Hello, said Nathan. you guys said my name a few times, but I didn't realize it until I watched the video, and then, but like towards the like when at the actual session, like at the end, I was like, I don't know if they said my name, so I'm just gonna say unnamed host number one. That and now that's name. my alias. I can just sort of go by Nate, that. Nate Cross, aka unnamed host number one, <laughs> also aka <known>. Nate Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> My mom listens to this podcast. She's going to be like, why do they call you that? <laughs> She's already a dog. <clears throat> she, I, yeah, she'll I told my mom I was coming here, and she was just like, can I listen? I was like, I haven't done it yet, yeah. but like, yes. <laughs> can I listen? <laughs> like, yeah, my mom, she messaged me today. She's like, the podcast is great. And I'm like, wow, I, good. I'm glad you're getting involved. I love in you, Mrs. Scene. Cross. You're wonderful <laughs> if you're listening to this. She she will. I know uh, she will. Um, Okay. So, so yeah, hello, let's, Nate. Let's, let's – you know, let's cut out the banter. <laughs> There's always needs to be a little bit of banter. That's a sweet. That's something that happens in Sweden. I don't know if you know that, but before they do any business meetings, they have to talk for ten minutes before they talk business. And I'm is that like a, a Nordic law? <laughs> <laughs> like is that is that like According law there? Nordic like, law. You tell me, hey, I have a proposal. Like a cop comes in, he's like, hey, hey, settle wait out. a second. <laughs> like, so, how's, how's you your doing? family? <laughs> yeah, I'm like how's how's the wife? How's your mom? Yeah, right. Is that cool? Uh, yeah. No, that's uh, yeah, that's what I do. I try to enforce that. I'm a firm believer in that. So now that we did it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that it, now that it's over, uh, we have well, welcome to the podcast. Oh, number thank one. you very much. This is Steel City Deathcast with unnamed host number one, <laughs> aka Nick Cross. That's me. Um, today in the studio we got. Giovanni Orsini. Sup, dogs. The mastermind behind Steel City Jeff Club. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'm overselling you a little bit. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, mastermind behind Steel City Death Club. Bassist, songwriter, and um, Daisy Chain, and guitarist and singer, songwriter, and um, fortune teller. Hoorah. How you doing? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing all right. Long time no see. I know. We yeah, just, right? For the for anyone listening, we were together this weekend. On Saturday. Twice, actually. This whole weekend we yeah. saw you. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a good weekend. Uh start with that Ugly Blonde show. We got the... JJ was talking about in the last podcast. Yeah, which, yeah, came out. The podcast came out after the Blonde show. Right, <laughs> right. It was it was awesome, you guys. It was Probably really the best fun. set I've ever seen you guys Thank play. You. I felt that way. Yeah. I felt that way. It was really fun. Yeah, a lot of people about there. to die. I know. If anyone, well, the last episode I was really sick, and then <laughs> now I'm sort of getting over it. But yeah, I couldn't talk for this whole weekend. <laughs> and then yeah, then my girlfriend had a party on Saturday night. You want to tell them how that went? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave that there. <laughs> leave we'll that leave that there. That's uh, uh, nothing bad happened. It was a really fun party. It was It was really fun. I do have to say I am king of the ugly sweaters. Yeah, you. Yeah, Giovanni won. There was an ugly sweater contest, and Giovanni uh-huh. won because he had a sweater that had a pocket for your beer in it, which was a mug on the sweater, yeah. and a drunk sloth was holding it. Yeah, and don't forget out the so, important details. Ned. I'm sorry, I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> rightfully so, you won. Yeah, um, but it was a fun party. Uh, yeah, I saw you all weekend. How you been since I saw you? How you <laughs> Pretty been since good. I saw you on Saturday Pretty night? Pretty good. Yesterday, today's Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday was a little rough. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was a little bit rough. Yeah, I, I uh, went a little harder than I thought I was going to yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, but, me too. So yeah. yesterday I just uh, just ate a bunch and napped and there you go. watched anime. <laughs> <laughs> what anime did you watch? Fate Zero. Let's, let's talk anime for a little bit. Do you watch anime? I don't watch anime. I'll say that right now. But when I was in like in elementary school, like oh. it was like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, like, all right, I, yeah. It was Compare such me a to huge... you at four. I know. <laughs> like, but, like, awesome. But I still Sick. think it's like a this cool thing. This is your thing. leader here. <laughs> this is your just, leader. Just your watching, leader watches anime. Yeah, well, like something I did when I was sketches four. Sketches of of 
endowed women. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, they always have the most crazy bodies. I'm not gonna lie, I hate that. I know it's super weird. That's why, like, anime is super weird to me. But also at the same time, it's like it's kind of it's like I get it. I totally get it. I'm just like, there's a lot of like 15 year olds with not a lot going on that are really getting drawn (laughs) into this right now. You want to know how I know that? Because that was me. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You know. Not at 15, but. Yeah, I was I was in that <laughs> world for a long time. G Gundam, the originals, dude. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon, Dragon Ball GT, Naruto, Naruto. Um, yeah. Rooney Kenshin. You ever watch that one? No, that was one that always just scared me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was always like anime that I that I didn't watch that just freaked me out. Like that I just didn't. If I saw like a trailer for it on Cartoon Network, I'm like, I don't. That looks like it's gonna frighten me. Like Yu Yu Hakusho. You remember that? No, that was a little before my time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm a lot. I'm older than you. I'm <laughs> not forty probably. years older than you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho was one where just like this dude, he wore like a green jumpsuit and he had this really weird haircut and he he would point his fingers in the shape of a gun. This is all I remember about the show. <laughs> <laughs> so this is you now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. It's me now. Nate is yeah. currently describing himself Myself, in yeah. real time. <laughs> <laughs> I point my fingers in the shape of a gun and crazy shit happens. Well, that's that's what happened on the show. You'd put, you would make a gun out of his finger and then like this blast would come out. He would kill people. It was like it was a gruesome show. <laughs> anime scared the shit out okay, of me. Okay, being real, like kids shows when we were kids and like especially you were like like kind of insane they were insane like i was i watch spongebob now and i'm like what the fuck Watching is SpongeBob happening now is yeah i'm just it's like no wonder i'm show. so screwed up it's like, an adult show it really is like and the, you know what else is that the movies that came out when we were kids too are adult movies like we want if you rewatch cat in the hat with mike myers or like the grinch dude yeah <laughs> they're hilarious like it's really so funny well like back then pg was like you just couldn't say the words. No, you couldn't. But yeah, you, you could couldn't insinuate say. anything you wanted yeah. to, and like they insinuate a whole lot. Dude, the, like in the Lion King, there's the scene where uh, who's the bad guy again? Scar. Scar. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like he has his army, and somebody was like, they directly took inspiration for his army from Nazi Germany. I think I've heard. And that. like they yeah. it was like lined it up footage of mm. shots of like from the Nazis. Oh, and yeah. that. No, and I was just like, I watched hyenas, that when I was four. It's when the hyenas are lifting their arms. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's like they're literally like hiling the Third yeah, Reich. That looks and I'm like, like a shot from WW2. It's like this is a very close childhood memory <laughs> of just it's wild yeah and then in those disney cover and the cover art and, sh- and stuff that they, they would um sneak in a little sexual <laughs> things like there's like a dick and the cover it, art for the at little some point there's like a bunch of like mist that's going through and if you pause at the right time it says sex yeah that's in the lion king it's like yeah. yeah in the lion king it's just like oh my god it's wild yeah yeah, that's why we're so screwed up. That's why we're doing this right now. That's why we're. That's, <laughs> that's why I can't stay on topic, and we haven't talked about anything. <laughs> we haven't talked about to anything. Music we talked about anime. This is if there's something that everyone can relate to. It's anime. It's anime. <laughs> everyone was in Dragon Ball Z. Come on, yeah, I come wasn't on. the only one. Um, all right, so let's let's get serious. <laughs> Absolutely, let's get serious. So. This is the man, the myth, the legend I have in the, the in the bedroom studio today. Um, you it's a started, very nice bedroom. I like your you. bed. Thank you. Um, my girlfriend redid it. She put those. She hung up my King Giz posters and my two Melvins posters. Nice. And, I uh, like the Jimi Hendrix poster too. Yeah, that one. Was, that's a Nate Cross original. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. I painted that myself, um, but I didn't. Anyways, 
Um, so you're here. You got the Daisy Chain album coming out on oh, yeah. Friday. I talked to JJ a little bit about that. Um, a lot about it, actually. Yeah, it was a good bit. I'm super excited. I don't want to, you, you know, redo any questions that we did, but I want to, you know, I did ask him about his influences, you know, personally right, for the right. album. So I want to ask you about that, too, because it's crazy. He was outing you a little bit. Uh, yeah, oh, I, I listened to it. He's don't outing... you worry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he really, uh, yeah, he went full throttle. He was like, no, uh he wasn't holding back. He he outed you on Sabbath, and when, that's what I'm going to ask you about right now. Right. This album is very it's Sabbath centric, and I don't know if you're. I mean, I know you guys write. You're, there's three of you, and you guys write, um, you know, as a unit, as right. you said in the in the session. But who are your influences, if not like you know, like just who, in general, in or like general, for like, this album and like this group. Or? I guess I would say in general, like if you're not a, if you weren't a Sabbath guy growing up and it's because it sounds like you were you were and i remember the first time i ever saw you play with the incandescence me and my brother are like this dude has got to be the biggest geezer fan <laughs> from geezer butler from sabbath yeah and um but yeah i but i guess you're not well no okay i am i love yeah. Sabbath. oh well, yeah like, J, jj's right like i really didn't get into it until like a year and a half two years ago mm. Honestly, maybe even, like, a year ago, like, actually, like, mm. I always grew up, like, I remember, like, I had the absolute worst taste in music up until I was, like, 13 or 14. Let's hear some like, examples. Like, like, I used to listen to, like, Falling in Reverse and, like, Escape <laughs> the Fate. I was 12! <laughs> I know. You know, I know. like, yeah, you got, you like, guy. stuff no, like totally that. And, like, yeah. and, like, I didn't really know what it was. And then, honestly, like... It kind of, my taste in music kind of come directly from JJ. Because, mm, okay. like, he was, like, a year older than me in school. Mm. And, like, ever tell you about when I met him? I don't think so. It was it was actually an audition for what would become the Incandescence. So you guys met each other at an audition. Right. And I didn't so have a classic. cell phone at the time. Yeah. Like, I just had iMessenger on my iPad <laughs> that I had. So, yeah. like, I couldn't, like, once I'm out of Wi-Fi, like, you're shit out of luck right and so i guess they had said they were pushing it back a half an hour uh -huh. and i didn't know so i showed up half an hour early at jj's house and just talked to his mom and like that's back when i had like a one by ten like 10 watt yeah. bass amp and yeah. like this old like short scale it's called like drive by wildfire bass like nice. it was like a hundred dollar yeah. starter yeah, the, like the package one you get yeah exactly yeah. and uh and we just jammed on like zeppelin in his basement just some like zeppelin stuff like jamming it like he like was I, on drums and you were yeah like, and like and just bass like but like i only knew like stairway to heaven and like communication breakdown like those are the only songs i knew by that's zeppelin. enough to start and like a band. and something like that and just like screwing around and i remember like the, the audition thing went well mm. and then like i remember he told me he told his mom afterwards it was like that little pudgy kid's pretty good at bass i i just heard about this yeah. story actually yeah, yeah yeah and uh yeah so and then once i started hanging out with him like that was like when i was like a freshman mm. he was like led zeppelin's the greatest band of all time here's my wall of led zeppelin records yeah. that he had mounted on his wall and yeah. i was just like i always liked led zeppelin and then like the, the next two years all I listened to it was, was Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Like it was like my mind was just expanded, and like honestly, everything I know on bass is John Paul Jones. Like, yeah, I could see that as well. On on guitar, like my influences range from everything from like Ty Siegel and like garage mm -hmm. rock to like Hendrix is mm -hmm. probably my favorite guitar player, and yeah. like Page and like all over the board. My really my only 
bass influence is John Paul Jones. Really? I literally learned how to play playing Zeppelin. Me and JJ had a two-piece before Fortune Teller that never played <laughs> out that we'd just do after practice. We'd hang out. We call it rhythmic submission. <laughs> it was just, yes. it was just bass and drums. Yes. And we just like play hot song for nowhere by Zeppelin. That's and like one of my favorite and, Zeppelin and, songs. And like and no lemon song. And like yeah. I used to we used to do like the lemon song note for note. Like ba- just bass and drums and then we would do I we got so far into it to at one point JJ sent me I think like seven or eight gigabytes of like live Zeppelin bootlegs. Uh-huh. And like we learned, uh, Royal Albert Hall, nineteen seventy. Nice. It's my favorite live performance yeah, ever. But um, we learned note for note the whole communication breakdown and version? jam. Yeah, like the whole groove jam. And like, yeah, like we, like I don't think you understand how in I was on Zeppelin. Still oh my am. God. Yeah. Like it was like insane. Yeah, you had your like, moment. Dude, yeah. Like it was like, and that's honestly what kind of got me going. And like would like let me like play bass and like that's kind of how i learned how how to figure like to solo and stuff and yeah. like because john paul jones was just like crazy but he was like always kind of in the pocket he's always in the pocket exactly and it's just like that's yeah he doesn't he's not too flashy right i would say you're almost probably <laughs> i'm I would way say too flashy, more flashy like, well I would, this is me calm down from where i used to be like really well i think here's the secret if you want to do some crazy bass shit but still have it be good it's like you want to hit all the changes and like figure out the groove you need to be playing to be in the pocket yeah and as long as you're hitting those grooves like you can do whatever else you want in between like Mm -hmm. i'll be like if you actually like listen like i'll be playing the same groove but just between the notes i'll solo like really fast it is that's true. what I've i seen do it, yeah. so like you're always hitting the things that make you in the pocket but then you can do whatever else you want so like it does loosen up but i mean with daisy chain it works because everybody's just going nuts yeah but then like when it is time like you've still like to come back together you still have that that groove that is yeah. moving like there even though like you don't understand what's going on you still feel it yeah. moving you so yeah, I've always noticed that about you. Like, you're almost, like, your bass playing is almost, like, falling off the bone of the song, but just very slightly. Right. To the point where it, it, it's still there. It's, there's got to be a skeleton. Still, yeah. If there's no skeleton, there's no song. It's true. And and that's what, one thing I said to JJ in, in his podcast. was like, you, like, when I first saw you guys, I was just like, these guys are just soloing over top of each other, but somehow it's working as, like, a cohesive unit. And it's because you're just really good at, like, going up and going back down just going low and going high like just really fast it's mm-hmm. it's it's really just, crazy to see <laughs> it's, it uh, it's nuts it's yeah let's it's skill 100 percent. it's you know skill. it's it's not me just playing f- too fuzzy and too fast so that nobody notices when i it's screw a little up bit of it's that. a little bit of both i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's, it's, a it's good yeah uh, no it's great um yeah i remember the first time i saw daisy chain at ymr club we talked about this too Got a lot of <laughs> oh, yeah at the, the youth the, men's yeah. Republican club. The people, in that I, the people that I came with, I came with my buddy John, and I remember. Do you, I don't know if you, you met John, John Friend, <sighs> tall guy. Um, uh, maybe I, yeah. I probably did. He was like so about you guys after that. <laughs> you're just like, that was, that was the best thing I've ever. Seen. And it was fucking crazy. Like, and that was, was like back when we were like loose. And yeah, and you had you guys had I played, think we played three guys, songs. Yeah, you played three songs, and you guys had played a show earlier that day as oh, Fortune Teller. No, it was. Then, oh my god! All right, so I'm gonna then, lay out that day for you yeah, right now. Yeah. So this is just from my side of this day, that, and it's, this is gonna bring me into my next question okay. as well. Um, so in the morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. that day, 
because I used to work for a moving company while I also worked at Giant Eagle. And, like, it was, like, pickup work when you wanted, but I was a captain because I wasn't a junkie, even though I was, like, 18 or 19 at the yeah, time. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, like, 17 bucks an hour, but whatever. And, like, I got a thing on my phone. They were like, hey, the move today is from, like, you know, 8 to noon. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, that's fine. There's, like, a four-man crew, whatever. It's in Southside, though, and you had to go up um, three flights of stairs to the front porch of the house. Oh, damn. And so, like, there's a semi-truck, like an 18-wheeler. And two of the people bailed on the move. So me and one other guy had to move this ex-Marine bodybuilder and all of his free weights and his whole house into an 18-wheeler and make two trips to another house somewhere. So it ended up going over about four hours. So I woke up and ate, like, a bagel that day and then did a moving job from, like, 8 to about 4 just literally filling a oh semi truck twice with one other guy. That's not even like just like regular moving. That's is tough. yeah, even and you're moving like actual weights. Like literal, just fr- <laughs> like yeah, literal, just pounds weights. of things. Like like just my heavy God. pieces of lead. I would just yeah. I and that was it. the start of my day. And then I drove straight to the studio and to unload my gear and was like not feeling good. And then it was fortune teller at YMR. Yeah. And it was a 45-minute set, and we did that, and then the Daisy set was right after it. Mm. So, like, I'm, like, beat to shit. And, like, I hadn't been drinking water, and, like, I was getting leg cramps in the Daisy set, like, to where I would be like, ah, ah. And, like, at one point, like, there was a recording of it somewhere. Like, Ethan was just like, oh, come on, don't be a pussy. And I just, like, showed him the muscle on my oh, leg. Was it yeah. Just like- yeah, it was just Switching. horrific. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> out, like, I was like, that whole show, I was just in horrific pain. And then immediately after that, we had to load out, and I had to go to Oakland to play the uh, Water Trash yeah. No Dice release. I and remember I, that. I almost, I, like, I was setting up my stuff, and I almost just blacked out. I remember that. I remember talking to you when you guys were loading out, and, like, I was just, you know, I was just being like, oh, like, great set guy. And you were just like, dude, I'm going to pass out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> let me just dr- right? Let me drive this car yeah. real fast. You tried like, to, like, give me a quick rundown of, like, everything you were uh, doing. And I'm like, just, oh, like, just go. <laughs> just get, I was get like, back. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and you guys were, like, jacked up, like, from, like, how great your set went. But I was just, I don't time, even like, remember that day, that. dude. Yeah. It was just horrific. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, what, I remember you told me that day, like, how many shows you guys had. I was like, you're, good, you're doing a third show tonight? Like, <laughs> Honestly, I, we comedian? just said yes because we were, like, We've never done this before, and we don't have the excuse that of doing it to say that we shouldn't do it. Right, so we were no. like, let's let's just get some legend status right. for like <laughs> like two weeks. That's what I was and gonna, almost die. That's what I was going to ask you about. I mean, you guys play you guys play more shows than I've seen any band play. And I know when you're a young band, you want to get as many as you can, right? And, and like that's how I was when I was when we were starting off. Like, how many shows can we book in a month? You know, like we just wanted to get out there and do it you guys really do have like sometimes like two shows for you know every weekend or well especially with being in two like me and jj are in the two bands yeah um but especially when i was in good grief mm-hmm. and i was doing some acoustic stuff under my own name like there were some weeks where i was playing like three to five shows a week just yeah. different places and yeah like... and sometimes i would message you to do stuff and you'd be like <laughs> i have this show on this day and i have another one on thursday and then we have this big one on Saturday. I'm like, if I was doing that many shows in a week with that many different bands, my head would explode. I just can't do anything else. <laughs> well, I'm the I same really way. can't. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I really, I don't. Well, uh, I mean, like I said, like you only gig out with the blondes, though. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't you, like as yeah, so like it's it it lends itself well to be like where a lot of people don't want to oversaturate because right. then when it comes down to it, like a show that really counts, you can't bring people out. Right. But something that I've realized is like the shows that count, the people are going to come to anyway. Yeah, it's true. And filling in the extra shows where it's just like, ah, uh, shit, like I might lose some money on this gig or like, it's okay. I'm though. not going to yeah. lose anything, but like there's going to be nobody there. Like we always take those because like we've been gigging so much and like at least just like me and like yeah. even JJ and, and Coop <laughs> with yeah. that when Daisy <laughs> yeah, plays. If everyone like, doesn't know, um, Ethan Mackowick from Daisy Chain. I call him Cooper because he looks slightly like the guy from Euro Trip. Which none of us have ever seen that movie because you all are old pieces of shit. But hey, yeah. Hey. And uh oh god, what were I saying? Oh, playing out a bunch. Yeah. And it was like at this point like live shows aren't shows. Like there was like to, like they don't feel like it's practice. Some of them are like, practice like and that's and that's where all show. those extra gigs come into play to where there's not a lot of people there. Like at least I think like those are really important mm-hmm. to where it's like, you know, you do have like, you know, a big gig like every month, every other month where like you're really pushing to bring people out. And then there's some gigs where like some random touring band hits you up that you don't know. And they're obviously just looking for like yeah. a stop on a random yeah. night. And you're just like, okay, we don't really, like, we're going to promo it, obviously. Like, we're going to, like, post about it and stuff. But, like, we know nobody's going to show up. And we know it's going to be at, like, Goose Geese. And it's going to be over well, at, like, 1 a.m. on a Wednesday. That's but... what I was just going to You kind of have to, with those kind of shows, you have to be sort of strategic on where it's going to be. Like, a place like Goose Geese, there might actually be some people there just, like, hanging out. But at a right. place like Smiling Moose, where the, you know, the stage no is way. upstairs, you're no going to be playing to an empty room. Yeah, no way. Yeah. yeah. Well, even at, like, Gooski shows, it's just, like... Sometimes it's bad there. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna... I think I've played four or five shows there. Cause Me like, too. I, well, yeah, because, like, well, I couldn't actually gig out at most of these, like, rock bars and rock clubs yeah, until I was 21. Right. Like, I just turned 21, just, like, that was just less year. than a year ago. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, since then, I've probably gigged there between, like, Good Grief, Fortune Teller, and Daisy Chain, I think, like, four times. Yeah. And it was like I think like one of those shows there might have been more than five people there. Really? Yeah. And well, because like we played that one with you guys, but we were on at like midnight. Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah, like I, I mean, one. I that was fine though. Like that that's what I'm saying is like I will do those gigs, and I feel like for me at the time, like in the last year, and for all of us, it was really important. Like not the size of the crowd, because honestly, that kind of doesn't when I'm playing it. That doesn't really bother me yeah like it, it's just like you're in a new room you're in front of like new people and new band like even if they're just the other bands like yeah. people you've never played in front of before like it's all learning experience yeah. and i feel like because we've kind of approached it like that in the last year um us and then me individually are with good grief it it, it feels like it's lended me to the point where like i feel like i could go on most stages or any floor anywhere and play and like i've already done something similar to it so like right. i know how to handle it right like and that's why i think it's like yeah like young bands want to gig out a lot um and i think it's that important. you absolutely it's should a, it's important to do that it's like right. you Especially absolutely when you're starting right off, take every opportunity right because like you, do, you don't want to just like do, like play like once every other month and yeah. then like try to book a tour and then you find yourself on a yeah. tuesday and like Des Moines, you know, yeah, like stupid. Sheboygan, and like you definitely don't want to be doing the like, thing where people are hitting you up and being like, you know, 
Can you guys play this place on a Thursday night? And you're a young band, so you're going to say yes, but then you have to do the ticket sale thing. Oh, no. And like, yeah. It's something you kind of have to cut your teeth with. Every band's done it. And you how dumb you it is. have to get that's ripping people off. It's straight up. If, if you off. have to pay to play, and by what I mean by that, me and JJ um, are extremely adamant about this, and I think Ethan is now too. But like, we don't do any pay to play. We don't shit. do it. We, like, we, we quit doing that a lot. Like, we don't care yeah. who it could possibly be yeah. we're opening for. Like, okay, well. I mean, there's some exceptions in a sense of, like, if you have to buy back the tickets you yeah. don't sell, like, out of your pocket, yeah. fuck that. They're ripping you off. I also it's think amazing. every new young band should Has have to, that happen no, to them. No, no. no like, yeah, I because, like, say. you need to get ripped off and, every, like, you need to eat shit for, like, a year or two to understand what it's like. Think about how strange this would be if you talk to a band in Pittsburgh. That never that that never happened to because they were smart enough to not do it. It would be so you know how you strange. get smart enough. You, you get you ripped off. Yeah, you of course. It. It's the, like buying weed yeah. when you're 14. I, Somebody's gonna sell you oregano. Gonna give you oregano. Yeah, exactly. Like it's happened to the best of us. <laughs> it's like so, it, yeah, like it's so true. <laughs> the most egregious one that ever happened to us. I think this is the one that stopped it. And this is a long time ago too, like 2015 probably. Um, someone booked us for the Rex. Where for some reason they said it was gonna be like us headlining, and the poster that they made was our name, very big. With and they sent that to with, every band. With right? the no, 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 it was the poster for the show. They put our name really big with the other bands, really small around it. And then we were just like, "All right, like this is cool. Like we should do it. Like absolutely." And they're like, you know, making us the headliner, like the big. You band owe us four hundred dollars. That's what happened. We get to the show. The dude's like, yeah, so how many tickets you sell? And we're just like, none. And then he's like, okay, you owe me $300. He said that? Yeah, $300. Yeah, that's just bad practice. Like, that's also why I started booking. Yeah, no, yeah. It's like, like, and like a lot of the Death Club shows where it's like, I have taken the loss on most shows that I book. Like, if I book a show as a promoter, like, I'm like... It's like okay, a hundred bucks to rent like wherever, you know, yeah. hundred fifty bucks. Like I just account that I'm gonna lose that money. Yeah, just because it's you have like to be prepared to. It's like if you're promoting a show, like if you booked it and you're promoting it, that's on you. Like yeah. you booked the show because you're you trying to, to get people out and promotion. building a good yeah. bill. And it's like, I understand some people like even though you know it's not gonna draw well. Like you want to help some friends out from another city Definitely and you book them here. Yeah, so yeah, good. and like you're gonna take a loss. Yeah. And like, but that's at the same time because you know they do the same thing for you in a heartbeat. Right. In their and city. That's a way to build connections too. I mean, if you want to go to another city, it's like you should, you know, do what you expect them to do for you when they're coming to Pittsburgh. Right. It's like you should be helping out just as much as they want. You want them to help out. But there's no reason to do that to young kids. No. Unless no. unless you're either an asshole or you're like looking out for them and trying to teach them a lesson. Well, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, well, that's the thing. I mean, young kids that are in bands, they just, you know, like with us, it's like you just think that, that that's how it works. You're just like, oh, I guess we have to pay money to play all these shows all the time. And you like until like you have a following, you realize that you don't have to do it like that. You don't have to book through these these like gate well, and like yeah until you just like realize i could just you could book the it. same venue myself <laughs> right. and just like it's like i'm i either pay oh, this I, promoter three hundred dollars yeah. every band does for the moose or i just pay the moose three hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> yeah and, and then, then like the and we back. all lose like yeah. less money because yeah. we're all actually trying yeah. yeah it's just like it's that's it's a bunch of horseshit yeah but i do still think that bands when they're starting out 
they have to go through that. Of course, or you're not. It's like the whole Drusky, the the Drusky phase. Go through the Drusky shit. Yeah, yeah. But um, a buddy of mine works for Drusky now. Yeah, I I'll probably shouldn't say. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, like, I'll edit this. I'll yeah, edit this no, shit it's, talking no, out. we can't. We gotta leave that shit talking in there. This is real. This is a, this, this is, is it's, it's Steel really City like. Death Club coming at you hard. I will tell a story though. Um, about like what we were talking about before about playing um. A lot of shows, like too many shows at once. Yeah. Um, so it is like sort of a thing where like you oversaturate yourself. Right. And um, you don't want to do that. But at the same time, you want to get out and play as much as you can. And like probably like two years ago, we had a show that was booked through um, some, you know, I won't say who it is. It's a some booking company. Right. And um, it was at Cativo. <laughs> and um, we played and we had a couple shows like that month. Like it was probably like our third show of the month, third or fourth show of the month. And, um, the guy who booked it, like, there wasn't a lot of people there. Like, he, you know, was obviously taking a bath. So Where like, was it, you said? It was at Katiba. Oh, right, yeah. And he pulled me aside into, the, like, the back room of Katiba, and he was like, he's like, I've seen your name out, uh, you know, a bunch of places, like, all the time. He's like, I, I recognize your name. We're like, yeah. He's like, you guys play out a lot, right? And we're like, yeah, we do. And he's just like, stop doing that. And I was like, um, I was so uh, like pissed off like right away i was like don't tell me how many shows i can play and he started to go on he's like i'm in a band and we play probably about three times a year and what you want to do is play about three times a year and then post on instagram just like you know whatever you're doing like if you're jamming post a picture of it if you're recording post a picture even if you're not recording make it seem like you're recording something even if you're not and just you know just so people like it and stuff and then they'll come out to your shows. Like that's why you guys don't have any people here tonight. And I was like, I was so I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, he is being a dick. I mean, as like there is validity to that, but at the same time, it's like that's how young bands you need to feel. figure that out. That's how young bands feel when you tell them shit. You can't go up to a young band and be like. Don't play this. Don't play as many shows. No, time. and like as a young musician, like a you young band or whoever, you have to go you, out and oversaturate. Yeah, yeah. like you, you're not because you don't know. You're just like oh, we don't know what we're doing, but like right. all we know is like we need to. We want to play more, right. and like you play more, and like as you figure that out and you build your skills, you understand your limits and like what it takes to right. scale it back. And like for me, I think I kind of lucked out because like I did oversaturate myself. Yeah. Like in individual bands tired, I was in at the time. Yeah, yeah, it like necessarily got maybe got a little too oversaturated, mm. but between like the three that I was in for a while, like You're not putting the focus into what you should be putting the focus into. It, well, yeah, and and like not even that, but being like okay, like practices sucked because I was just burning out. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd be like yeah, like it'd be like, Hey, I got a gig Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday this week and oh I picked up an acoustic gig the same week on a Tuesday yeah. and everyone's like Wow, you're doing so much. Yeah. It's like that's good short term for it publicity. Feels, it feels good to be I, I think me and you are kind of the same way where right. we both kind of like to have a ton on our plate. You know, like a lot, like a ton of stuff to do, but then but sometimes you bite off a little more than you chew. <laughs> yeah, like after a month of doing whatever, you're just like, I, I can't believe I'm still doing. You got too much food and not enough time yeah. to cook at all, and like, then you got your shits for a week. <laughs> exactly it. Like I used to play bass, and uh, like I wasn't even in the band, but I used to fill in on bass for "There You Are." Yeah, and um, I would drive out to their practice space in Smithton. Like drive out to Smithton and then like you know play a show with them that week and then probably like play um, 
or practice with the blondes that same week and like even that was too much i was like this is just a lot of driving a lot of playing it was it's crazy i can't imagine how you were feeling uh, well it it was immensely satisfying at the same time though afterwards it feels good but but it only until it got to the point where i was so burned out that like the there wasn't the quality wasn't there on all right. of it to where like I was so spread thin thin to where like I would come to Daisy practice and like oh this is like the third week in a row that I haven't brought any ideas you right. know or like I'm just like there playing you the songs yeah exactly to, like, come to, up with to chill yeah. and like my rule now is for the most part Sundays I'm off you're doing that. and like unless I mean sometimes we'll have a gig like Sunday night or something but for the most part like Sundays like. Whether I stay like out Saturday night or not, I go home Sunday. I sleep. I just hang out all day. I don't do anything. Good for Because even it, well, even though like the whole day, I'm like I'm wasting time. I could right. be like doing music stuff, but then it's like, well, I know I'm gonna go to the studio Monday and Tuesday after work, mm-hmm. and I know I'm gonna have practice Wednesday and Thursday, and it's just like I can't be doing all of that and right. then just be getting myself hyped up so much right. that like, yeah. No, it makes total sense, and like. You know, you're just grinding it out. Everyone has to have their grinding moment, you know. Where right. You, yeah. And then you got to figure out how to grind efficiently. Exactly. It's like you got to work hard until you figure out how to work smart. Right. So that brings me to my next question. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, you know, you're such a grinder with playing and performing and writing and stuff. But also, you're the, you know, the man behind Steel City Death Club. I know you have, I know we're, you know, there's a lot of people helping and stuff at the time. Right now, at least, um, and uh, you know, in the future, there will be everyone's gonna right. be involved. But uh, you know, how do you keep that straight along with playing shows and recording? I mean, you have an album coming out, <laughs> yet we're doing these, you know, live session videos at the space. You're scheduling them. You're, you know, picking the bands to do it. How's that working out? Is that stressful to be, you know, uh, like <laughs> in control of? Like you're the dude. Uh, you know? <laughs> Well, I don't I don't look at it like that at all. I think I'm more delusional than anything <laughs> to an extent. Bit, yeah, yeah, you got to be there's a there's got to be at least a touch of you mental illness to, to even delve into this we whatsoever. This yeah. Before. Like yeah. there's no way you can't be. So yeah. like I don't know. It's of course it's a lot. Of course like it's a lot of stress. It's just like honestly Izzy would probably be better equipped to see how to talk about how this affects me than right. I would, but like it's just it, yeah, I mean, it's way better now than it was. Because, right. like, there was a point where, like... I mean, it wasn't even a thing, really, for, like, a year. For a while, and then... It's just, like, in the last, like, six or seven months. Yeah. It, in the last three or four, even. Like, Once, it's just like, all of a sudden, like, slamming. Like, a pedal open throttle. Like, yeah. full open Once, blast like, and Once, Instagram forward. started, and then once, like, every band on Still City Death Club is... Re- like, so many artists and bands on steel city death club are releasing music right now right so there's just a ton of there's a lot of stuff out. happening right now it's it's stuff. really it's overwhelming yeah it is. it's like and like i'm i guarantee like i feel the same way as everybody else does to where it's just like it's really exciting because i feel it like is. it's it's moving forward like a lot and especially now that we've like launched the live at death club thing mm-hmm. and like it feels like we've kind of gotten into a rhythm with it yeah it's just like it's a real thing like that's what kind of is the hardest for me to like grapple with sometimes. It's yeah. just like two years ago, it used like to be I was loose. doing nothing. Yeah. No, not even even like two years ago. Like, um, 
Because I guess Death Club turns two this February. It does. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember when. Yeah. Name, it was like it's, two years ago. Yeah, I remember exactly. It was like, yeah. All that it was, it was, was I made a Facebook page. <laughs> like that's when, what it was. I remember when you and I begged me, yeah. JJ and convinced him to make the artwork yeah. for it. <laughs> like that was what it was. And uh, yeah. and like yeah, and so it's just it's just it's grown a lot. And like if that was my only focus, that would be pretty cool. But like between all the bands and like everything else, and obviously like family and like right. Izzy and like right. everybody else, like. Work. It's it, yeah, working forty to fifty hours a week. I work for anybody listening. I work Monday through Thursday, ten hour shifts yeah, every insane. day. Yeah, it's horrific. I go to work when it's dark, and I get, I, I leave when it's dark. That's insane. Like, I, it's yeah, it's just like I don't know where this drive comes from because I kind of used to be like a lazy piece of shit. When just, I, was I think it just comes from the you know I just the love of uh, the love of the game. Yeah, it's it honestly is like yeah. I just am not. I don't think about where it could go. All I'm yeah. thinking is like, what can What's I be it? doing right now right to now. be doing the most for everybody? Like, yeah. it feels like we already made it. Well, it's kind of like, you, you know, know what I mean? You just kind of like put, you have to put one foot in front of the other with something like it's this. Just, you can't really have a plan. I, I don't think it's a good thing for something like Steel City Death Club to have like an end goal. There, there isn't be. one. There shouldn't be. It's to be grinding as it's hard to, as I am now and it's forever to, with and everybody. It's to put out content. Yeah. Like, we have the everyone's making records everyone's playing shows we're doing this live session thing um podcast here we are you know yeah Uh, this is crazy yeah like there's a there's a podcast crazy and then also just like the demo submission thing like this is how like you just you do it little by little coming up with tiny ideas that are going to help in the long run there shouldn't be like a thing where like we want to be a label by you know by this time next year i think it'll happen it might who knows like to where it's like because like it is a label in the sense of like we do do the distribution and like digital and like promo but it it, i mean it is as of right now like more of a collective deal collective is an affiliation which is a good place for it to be right but i'm i'm really glad that we made it like started out to be like it is a label we're gonna keep it non-profit to where it's like all the money we bring in we're gonna put back into more stuff which even though there isn't any now Mm -hmm. i think it's better in the long run to start it as a label than as a collective because like i feel like as a label there's gonna be more room to grow to where like if we do start putting more money into it like naturally Mm -hmm. it's gonna start kicking back more and like as a collective that would just kind of just be dispersed to everybody Mm -hmm. but like now because it is a non-profit it's just gonna keep going into like okay here's a bigger payout from a show or from something and like well now we can pay to book this bigger venue and like now you know what i mean like i feel like and like and just like honestly just like at first glance, like you're looking through like Facebook and you're like, oh, music collective. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, at first you're like, I'll come back to that later. But then you're like Pittsburgh record label. People yeah. immediately People, see like label and they're yeah. like somebody that, you know, and it's just, we're talking about yeah, kind of have to fool people these days. It's fake it till you yeah. make it. Right. Right. It's that's a hundred percent what it is. It's like it, it, it's not even fake it. Cause like it's we're really it. doing it. It's, it's just like, it, I mean, you know, if someone wanted to know what, it, the whole thing was about just like we're doing this we're doing this and we're doing this and then there's like oh all right it's like it's not nothing yeah exactly you know? like i just i for me it was just like ah damn i want to do all this shit eventually so i just gotta feel like a major fraud for the next three years <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like and then one day it's and just a thing yeah like it's just well, everyone's so. like, you know the good thing is that everyone involved right now is like totally willing 100 percent and, and help and it's be a it's part blowing of it. my mind it's awesome. honestly like it's so awesome 
it's it's because I know JJ said on the last one even he was like he told me he was like why don't you just start a blog yeah because like it and that was just like it made sense that's like it was I like would, you sh- I should have done that that's like, why I'm doing this is because I went to school for journalism right and I'm not, I don't do that <laughs> you went to school for journalism yeah, <laughs> yeah. <gasps> what for, happened I went to you for English nonfiction writing and. <laughs> After school, instead of, like, working on portfolios, I made two <laughs> solo EPs. And then I was like, I need a job. So, I need yeah. income. Right. Um, but that's what this is. It's just like, you know, I like recording and I, you know, wanted to do journalism stuff. So it's like, what's, you know, you put those two together and it's a podcast. It's Seriously. Like, putting it towards something like Steel City Death Club works in conjunction with Everything. With everything. With everything. everything. It's yeah. just. It's just. It's just like. Nope. We need a TikTok. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, need a, we need people to dance yeah. to our tunes. <laughs> hey, how long is this cable? Uh, it's pretty long. Is will it reach the bathroom? Because <laughs> I'm gonna just go. <laughs> No, keep it going. I want to try to wait. Hold up. <laughs> no, it's okay. Wait. Hold on. We're gonna make this work. This might actually work. No, that's that's as far as you got. Oh, I'm, I think I, I got it. Are you it. there? Yeah, I just have to like tilt my head towards it. It's crazy because I can hear you in my ears. Oh, right. Is, am I good still? You're good. Oh, hell yeah. I'm probably going to edit this out. but Why? <laughs> this is amazing. So I mean, it's hilarious. So how's it going in there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. How, how's that pee going? You know, I mean, I'm feeling relieved. It's weird. I feel like you're on like a wireless mic. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, this this conversation's very good. It and is very good. I was just good. like, the the additive of having to pee very badly is not adding to mental clarity. I have to pee right now too. Okay, well, I mean, we're gonna keep this going, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna tell some stories. <laughs> this is the best. This is like already. It's only the second episode, but damn it, is it gonna be? Well, the best and, one. and we're just having a conversation. I'm taking a piss. The best part about it is that you're you're right. I probably won't edit this out. Like, why and, would you, bro? <laughs> oh my god! I probably won't edit this out. And you know, like if you want to listen to UP, like that's that's on you. you Wait, know? can you hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. I can you hear it right <laughs> in my headphones. <laughs> So before I knew you, before you asked me, messaged me to be a part of Death Club, I I saw you at Ty Siegel at Mr. Small's like two years ago. You and, were at that? Yeah, I was standing. What? I didn't know who you were, but I, I, I knew I like recognized you in some way, and I was standing right behind you, me and my brother were. <laughs> I remember you had a fidget spinner with you. <laughs> I've never had a fidget spinner. It was you, dude. I, I, I didn't own one. Like, did maybe I get it, was, it from somebody? Maybe it was someone night? else's that you were I just had playing a fidget with. Spinner? You had a fidget spinner with you, and you were just like put it. You were just like messing with it. My, maybe it wasn't yours. Maybe you're just like it was, <laughs> it was definitely somebody else. <laughs> I've somebody never else. owned a fidget but spinner. But we saw you like jump off the stage like a couple yeah, times that night. Like Still didn't know who you were, but then we went to the OCs in Cleveland. Oh yeah. And then oh yeah, I know. We so. were it was like in the back, and then we saw you jump off the stage like. At least a dozen times. <laughs> Can I say it, it was a good show? It, <laughs> like, it was, was a great show. It was unbelievable. But I remember like being with my brother and just being like, oh, look, there's that kid. <laughs> <laughs> there's, look at this and then every time guy. you're on, this, on the stage, we're just like, yeah, there he is again. Here, oh, well, he's jumping off again. Like, damn. <laughs> at one point I was on, I was dancing with John Dwyer. Yeah, I remember that too. I think he like rubbed his head yeah. and he was like fine with it. He was just like, all right. But, um. 
And it was that. And then, like, a few months later, I posted a, a <laughs> song on my Instagram that I was listening to. It was a Ty, it was a Ty Siegel song. It was uh, My Ladies on Fire. It was My Ladies on Fire, Fire. And then you messaged me, and you're like, I really like the song Rain. Yeah, I love and, that song, yeah, dude. You're like, I really love Rain. And I was like, that's one of the best ones. And then, like, two days later, like, hey, do you want to be on this thing? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, why not? And you were like, uh, let me ask the guys. I asked, I was like down for it, but I remember asking the guys just to see what they were saying. And I remember asking, asking them. And then Gareth, our drummer, was like, why wouldn't we be a part of it? Like, 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 <laughs> like, like the like, most like putting out ask? a cigarette, doing yeah. a shot, like <laughs> after the mercenary strike. I, we were recording our, that uh, Lizard Man EP we did. Right. And, and was, then, like, we were at the studio when you, when I asked them. Yeah, oh yeah, and we yeah. got Ben to do the art for that, right? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ben Bradatich if he hears this yeah. awesome artist and tattoo guy. Yeah, yeah he's I was great. looking for an art uh, for cool artwork, and you're like, look, look up this guy, and I was like, oh, finally we have someone to do the artwork aside from me because I'm <laughs> yeah, right. terrible at it. Just pictures of your guitars strewn about, <laughs> in different all. with different amounts of saturation. That's all. The, those are all the EP <laughs> covers. Yeah. 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 That's wild. Yeah, it's it's we've come a long way. Even just like I was thinking about it, just like ugly blondes and like me and JJ and Ethan, mm -hmm. just like between Fortune Teller and Daisy Chain, like we were talking like the Fuzz War was a year ago. Oh yeah, that was a year That's ago. That's crazy, the isn't Fuzz it? Fuzz War was one of it was It was I, last December. It was last December, yeah. And it was I wouldn't say it was it wasn't as crazy as I was I thought it was gonna be. Well, I think it was like there was another show that night. Yeah. There was like I think it was like that's there was like a knocked loose snowed in show, yeah, like I in like Columbus else. or Cleveland or something. something but going on. And it was it was like it was kind of weird because like we had a, lo a couple of like our fans that were like it was like an all ages show, so it was like the bar was roped off. Yeah. So it was like there was like fifteen people to like 20 people out yeah. in front and then there was like 30 people in all the, the way back in the bar yeah, so remember, like it was a good turnout it was, it was just like it was, just, it was so displaced yeah the moose has that weird thing where it's they don't let anyone that's not right because like south side law 21 yeah. up near the stage which is still really weird but um yeah the idea for the fuzz war that's a, another crazy thing <laughs> is that we were on our way to cleveland <laughs> me and justin were on our way to cleveland with you and jj to see the oc's we did go together. We went that together. Was that was insanity. That was the second show we saw, and we actually went with you guys. Yeah, that was me and JJ. That was our third time going to see them. Yeah, that was me and Justin. Second, second time. time, right. And then on our way up, we were thinking of, like, we were talking, like, how, how we were saying before, like, we were trying to make, like, a bigger show that would be more fun to promote. Right. And then I, we had booked a show at the Moose with Jake the Hawk, and there you are, like, a couple months before that. And I made a description on Facebook for the show that was like, I like said something about like who will win or something like that. And it wasn't like a battle of the bands or anything, but like it's the description was like something stupid, like three bands enter, like who will be the winner? And s someone outside of the moose that night, like Buddy overheard someone say like, yeah, there's a, there's a battle of bands going on up there. Like, should we check it out? And then... That was the idea for the fuzz war. Right. Like people are going to show we, we, up. That we should just lie to them that we're actually going to face off when it's just yeah. a normal show. How can we false advertise and this? We, and we did false advertise. <laughs> so many people were like, so how are you guys judging? Yeah. And we were just like, ah, uh, you know, we just, uh, 
<laughs> like you how really you know spiteful videos to each other. <laughs> oh yeah we had made uh like instagram promo videos i'm not gonna lie we did no, like you, we made like three or you four guys of them. Crushed us me that. and jj just made like four instagram promo yeah. videos like we made like one I shit think. it was you guys were throwing darts at our we faces on a dartboard the and, and then, then the check the check that was written out to us in the in for like five hundred thousand dollars or whatever <laughs> from you guys, um, there was that video. But every you guys one of like, ours was just like you guys had like three or four like actual videos. That so, were like, no, ours was just me and JJ like sitting around talking yeah. about how old pieces of shit you <laughs> yeah. are, and then like and then just like shittily photoshopped in explosions <laughs> and us going. <laughs> like and the funny thing about that was this is the best part of the fuzz war. It actually did garner like you guys did create some hate for us like <laughs> there was someone someone was, was trolling <laughs> the fuck out of you it was even, my buddy not even trolling yeah not even trolling he was 100 percent serious <laughs> like he was he's like my boy's he gonna was, kick your ass like commenting on our posts on instagram like and, and just being like you guys are trash <laughs> like, you guys are trash like and I think it was it was down around this time. It last was a year, buddy of mine. He, was, didn't know. Know. he, he was thought it was serious. But he thought it was real. <laughs> and there was around this time last year since so those fucking Spotify like cruel like how many you know listeners you have thing that like just happened. Like it was happening that time last year. So we posted ours and he was like, Wow, like you guys have z- like you don't have any listeners like fuck you guys you guys suck <laughs> fortune teller rules like, like yeah. it like got out of like it looked dumb on her i remember it got to the point where you messaged us about it i messaged you and i was like who is this i remember i was just like who is this guy Really and then I just off. let it go for a while. I know. <laughs> I know. I remember I told you, I was like, well, tell him it's a joke and then tell him to turn up the heat a little bit. Like we told him, we told you to tell him to like be even meaner. See, I didn't tell him it was a joke. I just told him to I be know. meaner. You, you told me that you didn't tell him. It was a joke, I was like, dude, these guys are really giving us a hard time. Like you got no, it just was like, like it was a true feud. It was so good. It was a true feud that ended in nothing. It, it was yeah. There was no. You came to the show looking for a winner. You were disappointed. <laughs> I mean, we won. Fortune Teller won. Oh, no, dude. no, ugly. No, yeah, dude. no, whatever. We gotta drop this, or else nah, we're gonna talk dude, about it we're forever. We're never gonna agree on this. Oh man. Yeah, it was hilarious. No one, everyone that came was uh, yeah. Everyone wanted a winner, and we were just like, no, oh, it was actually just a show that we were just. Yeah, everyone was kind of like. What the fuck? Hey, we were just like <laughs> fucking with you the whole time. We were gonna have You're a like, judge. dude, nobody's taking us seriously before this. We were gonna have we? an MC and everything. Evan Evan Mulgrave from Norm, R- from oh, Norm yeah, was he's gonna be the uh, the uh, MC and he was gonna be like a huge shit talker on both bands. And I still shit talk you guys whenever we play shows together. Oh yeah, we do every too. every single we time. I always just be like, yeah, where's your fucking walkers? <laughs> Shout out to the ugly blondes, those, those old though. crippled pieces of shit. And, you and you're like three that. or four years you older than me. You deserve to do it, too. I don't even care. I feel old. So I'm 25. You're, what, 21? Yeah. Yeah, I'm old. I'm old <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Just living life. What else should we What else should we talk about? Yeah. Oh, we, what we could talk about is, like, bringing new people into Death Club. Yeah. Like, so, like, I we had kind of been talking about this before, like, um, me, you, and your brother on Saturday mm-hmm. at that party, but, like, you had said before we had gotten like a lot of demos mm-hmm. submitted, which we we sent out to like see it for demos and stuff to like have people submit them in, and like honestly, like the first thing that like I personally look at is like if people 
if the vibe I get is they're like we're a resource for them to use. Right. Yeah. Or not. You know what I mean? Like it's like if you send us a demo and be like, Hey, do you like our stuff? or all of this and yeah. be like that's just the absolute first step and yeah. like us getting to know you because like it's not like because it's more of a collective thing right now it, it's more of like a, we don't really have resources individually right. it's all like shared you know and like I mean I did just go broke buying a bunch of studio <laughs> stuff which sorry mom but like you know sorry, like worse, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah Jan I love you but like <laughs> It, it's it, I mean it was like the net necessary next step yeah. but even then it's like everybody who's involved with it right now and on the committee between like the like seven members we have now or like yeah. six or seven members on the committee it's like everyone's just like has kind of like my original mindset was this like was I was in a place in my life where I was just like it's like I either go up or I go way down, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it was just like, this is going to be like a thing, like just music in general, but Death Club to be like, fuck it. I am going all in. This yeah. is what I'm going to do. It. It's either going to work out or I'm yeah. going to, it's not right. going to be good. And like, it feels like in the last like six months, now everybody that like has been becoming closer from these shows and stuff has also adopted that mindset. It's true. To where it's like, everybody's just like, you know, fuck it. Worst comes to worst we're in the gutter together. Yeah. And it's just like, and we're going to keep doing it. And well, it's gotta, like, you know, take and, some risks. Exactly. Happen, right. And know? like that, it was just like, I just had like nothing else to lose right, at the right. moment. But like, I mean, even like now, like we're bringing new people in. Cause that's, that's kind of like a hard thing just to bring somebody into. Yeah. Cause it is just like, it's like, it's almost like, like, I don't know what the word to describe it is. It's like a family. Yeah. Like it really is. Everyone and so knows it's like each other and everyone's supportive. Right. Of and each like other. everybody that like we've asked to be in, it's always felt like, oh wait, he's just we just he's not we forgot to put him in. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's been like it's been like, oh he just oh he isn't in it yet? Like yeah. what? Like no, true. it's like you it's everybody that's already involved was super supportive and like already doing basically what mm -hmm. we were doing like with us yeah and it was just kind of like there's oh, a cool. mindset that i think people have to have when they're going to be a part of it and it's it, the mindset is to not treat it as like this big binding agreement and contract I think or like a resource that's what people and then you're people, only going to get out of it what you put into it yeah and there's like that that misconception of like oh do you want to be a part of this like well i don't know because we're kind of trying to like do this which right i now. understand if I you don't understand if you don't if not you don't sure get about it. it yeah but it's hard for people to like get the concept of like right no it's not re it's really not what you think right you and know? like now that like we've been doing it for long enough to where like obviously I had to do that at first to be like yeah. do you want to be on this like yeah. this is the idea because I didn't even know what it was right and then like but now it's at the point to where it's like if you think it's just like hey we're looking for support or we're looking for financial backing on yeah. this or we're looking for just promotion on this kind of thing like as a side pro it's just like you're in it for the it's just like idea. it's like yeah it's like if, if you're if you want to be involved in this like at the ground level kind of a thing like it's got to be what it's got to be like not your main thing but like yeah. you've got to feel as passionate about it you as me it and everybody else does because yeah. i know for a fact that like it honestly like blows my mind that like you guys and like everybody else that's a part of it is like as passionate as i am about it it's like i know you made jokes about like oh the boss or whatever but i'm not like well, it's no like okay hear me out on this the way i look at it this is okay. from my perspective okay. <laughs> it's like 
I like everybody is on that exact same level of it with me. And yeah. like if anybody has an idea or something and we all talk about it, I want somebody to be able to go for it. And like this podcast is like your thing. Like this is your whole deal. Yeah. And like I am on your thing right now. Yeah. It's just it's just cool. It just feels like it's like uh, not like it's like a fan. It feels like a family clan symbol. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it's honestly like. Death Club, even though it's it's like locally, it's grown way more than I thought it would have. Yeah. Like if we look at it, like all the like if you look at it in amount of people, like the committee itself is big. me, you, JJ, Ethan, Noah, Zach, Grant, yeah, and Zach, and Zach. <laughs> so what is that like eight people? It's like eight people. That's like the like it's quote crazy. unquote board. Like I that's know. like the it's like if you look at each band that's a part of it and like the people underneath of that like yeah. it's kind of mind-boggling to think yeah. of that and like they're not like as involved mm. as we are necessarily right. like but like it's just crazy to think about how many people it's affecting right and like i w- like i was talking at your guys's release show with evan mulgrave from yeah. tv's norm and he was just like yeah it feels like a lot of local scene stuff is happening and like because there are more like spearheads of it lately yeah. like there's obviously the death club thing that we're here doing and then there's like the whole crafted sounds like oakland thing there's like right. the good employee and there's like like uh three river circus mm-hmm. and like wicked pittsburgh and like redfish and like all these like collectives yeah. that are like actually starting to grow it mm-hmm. and like it's just really cool to see that and like it is really cool and he was like evan was just like honestly like it's crazy like i feel like even just me like i've been more involved with so much stuff just because of that and he like pointed to the banner I was just like, oh wow! I was just like, <laughs> holy shit! Like I was just like, and I, and I thought about it, and I was like, even like me and Evan are friends now, like like pretty good friends, yeah. and it's just like that wouldn't be a thing if I hadn't like if we hadn't started this, mm-hmm. and like hadn't I hadn't become people. good friends with you, right. and like we we hadn't all like hung out, hung yeah. out on your back porch drinking beer and yeah. smoking and we cigarettes went, we till went like to three a.m. We yeah, exactly. Yeah. just to see, uh, just to go hang. It's silver yeah. car crash and yeah, like hang out with friends. Yeah, silver car crash. And like yeah. it's just cool how it all you like interconnects. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's just it's just it's really amazing. It's been a it's it's been pretty awesome so far. Like it it really has. Like ever since the whole the live session thing started, that's when we were. I was just like, okay, this is on. Like now. this is like <laughs> this, this is, is like now we have a real commitment yeah. now, to like keep yeah. doing it because they're great. It's they're great videos. It, I mean, it turned out so well. Like KEXP was something. It's one of my still one of my favorite things ever to follow, and that's right. a Seattle based radio right. station. So like, there's not a ton of that that goes on locally unless like you're doing like um. I don't know the the Carnegie Mellon the we were both I can't remember the Carnegie Mellon radio station thing. Oh yeah, yeah. that like that CMU live, the CMU yeah, live right, or, yeah, or like WPTS or something like that. Right. But um, yeah, like there's not you know something that like with an interview and different shots and everything like that. Like it's super cool. Like everyone wants everyone watches KXP and if they're in a band, they're like, I want to do something like this. And then it actually exists, which is insane. And like, well, the, like this kind of draws right back into what we were talking about before, with like everybody being super involved. Is like you look at like that that the credits at the end of those videos. Yeah. If every single one of those person wasn't there, it wouldn't. It happen. wouldn't have worked. It yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't work. Yeah. And like, and like the people that are like 
what we're talking about, like what we're looking for in new people. It's like, are you willing to wake up on a Saturday morning and like and come to something. here and just hang yeah. out in a small room that's clustered right. with too many people? <laughs> like, and we have to do retakes and we have to yeah. do all this stuff you might for have like to wait in the hallway six a hours, like to where like it's two p.m. and you're already burned out. Yeah, and like, you're gonna load some gear. And... It's just because you love it. Yeah, and it's no, like, it is. It really is just because you love and it. And I, I remember like the last one that you, when you were coming to host for us uh-huh. and like do that one cutting ties one and like i remember you being like dude I, i'm like thanks for coming so early and you're like dude i love this like yeah. i have something to just go do on i was Saturday so excited morning. For you're it. Like, it was like on my schedule like get, you know, be there at, you know at 2 p.m like you're hosting right. yeah, <laughs> like, it's like it's was, crazy like, question no it was awesome it's just it like so fun and then there's just something about having so many people involved too that like when a thing is organized now that it's just like it's a it's it's really like moving to yeah. be like we're all like all like seven or eight of us on the committee and then whatever bands are going to be in that mm-hmm. day we're all going to come together at this time and yeah. really put effort into this thing mm-hmm. and like it's just it's outside it's like what i think you were talking like jj with on the last podcast to be like you all these friends i have that like oh they're not from work yeah they're yeah not it's crazy to you're not related that, to them yeah. <laughs> like it's like it's it's like I just went and like started a group. Yeah. <laughs> like it's weird to just be like, oh, I met these people just in the world. Like no one does that. No. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, I know I'm from work or school or high school. It's like I just met this guy. Yeah, it's just like everybody like seems to like meet people either like in an upward trend or a downward spiral yeah. in their life. It's like, true. No, like seriously, like and and like I kind of like you're either like in life moving up or down. Like mm. there's never a stagnant. You know, yeah. and it's like you're either going down and hanging out with wrong people and different things uh-huh. that are going to make it worse, or it's just like you're always like going to school or trying to better yourself yeah. and like and meeting people in school and meeting right. people at work. But like even then, a lot of people are like, I want to further my career to where it's just like, yeah, I'm trying to get this and get this out of it and this. But I feel like where this started was from a place of like, all of us individually and like uh, i mean i can really only speak to myself but it mm. seems like all of us were just like everyone that's super involved in it is just like i know what i like to do but i just don't know what, what I'm to do, do with it yeah i just don't i don't know no, it's and really like that seems where that feels like where it came all together it's like we all it seems like something that everybody like really found something that they can actually go right for. it's really hard as a musician because you're just like there's nothing. What, what do you want? There's no do? structure to it. Yeah, like what all. do you want to do? It's like you want to be in a band when you're. What do you start the band? You right. know what I mean. And it's like what do you do with that? It's like okay, you get big enough to go on a tour or get signed to a label. And it's like okay, when that doesn't happen because you're, you know, it's you have no hard. idea what to do. You have no idea what to do. It's, so you keep it's, playing shows. It's you know? not hard. It's a grind. And what's yeah. really hard is that you don't have any idea that it's even a grind. Right. Like going into it, like you need to like. That's where it comes off to where it's like it's really only cut out for a certain kind of person. It's true. That's somewhat delusional. It's true. No, like, like, yeah, and it's, I mean, it it's is. hilarious, but it, like, at the to... same time, you just have to commit to like, you're like 15 or 16. This is when I did it. And I would yeah. be like, I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to do music yeah. stuff. I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And like, all the like, well, what about college? Like, you're going to do this. And like, I went to trade school. And like, I mean, you know, like, you yeah. still do the things to find out how yeah. committed to it you actually yeah. are. But like, if you actually commit to it, it's like, yeah, they're, your, your parents are right. Your life is going to be horrific. It's going to be really, It's going to be terrible. It's going to be, it's gonna be yeah. so hard. And then like, 
because of that though like you keep it's basically just like any other business you want to run you just have to go for it and eat shit until mm, it works out time. it just takes it just it's gonna take a it's while. just gonna take way take longer than any yeah. other career you could get through and yeah. it might not pan out but yeah it but just people, seems you know, like to have the right people around right people that are involved and i think you, you know, gotta be just like super like we have that right it's now. like this thing is the thing i'm gonna do mm. or else it's like you're not gonna do it right if you're not 100 percent okay with your life being ruined if it doesn't work out you're mm. not gonna work out it's, it's not you're... <laughs> like it's it's not gonna happen like no it's all. really true and like i agree even then it's still probably not gonna happen yeah but like i mean yeah bands i just that don't are, care anymore bands dude. that are on tour the bands that are bigger you know they go on tour like you know they're they kind of quickly realize like Oh shit! Like we're living in a van, and you know making, that makes me excited. Not making a lot of money. It gives me excited. I get too. excited <laughs> when I hear about that. You know, it's like it's rough to actually think about. Like once if you're in it, you know, I'm sure it's tough. But like when you just want that, I don't know. It's weird to want that, you know. But I always have. Right. And like honestly, like we went to Cincinnati to play with some friends. Me and JJ and yeah. then Izzy came with us, and like. Me and Izzy slept on, like, a laundry room floor. Yeah. And JJ just slept on, like, the living room floor. It's fun. And, like, it, well, I mean, like, JJ especially, calling out JJ right yeah, now. Yeah, call it JJ. JJ obviously gets, like, I don't want to sleep on the floor. <laughs> like, I don't, that's ridiculous. That's insane. Right. And then I'm usually the other way, 100%, yeah. where yeah, I'm like, no, sleep. let's book it. Yeah. And, like, we'll find a road to sleep on, you know? And, like, I'm, like, going home. Well, now that you got the big van. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, like, that, that too, Moose. You got Moose the van. Bought, bought Moose yeah. and, uh. Uh, but, uh, death man. Yes, yeah, so we're gonna get a decal for it. Anyway, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. But like after that, I think like we realized it's like yeah, that sucked. But I think like both like me and JJ were just at the same time like even though like that's not his vibe, mm. like doing stuff like that, like the unknown. And I'm all about like throw me right into the heart yeah. of the chaos. Yeah. Like in the in the end of it, it's just like we let's like we're doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we're really we we're, out we're, we're actually, actually it. doing it whatever now. like you know whatever way it turns. It's out, just like, like it's just it. like we don't know yeah. what we're supposed to do, but all we know is that we have a hookup in Dayton right. for a house party, and we don't know and where it, we're gonna stay. It might work and out. It's it might a free not. show, but they have a keg, and they're paying us in as much beer as we can drink. Right. And that, there's nothing. And we're just that. like, well, we're not. We don't have. We don't have any other shows that weekend. Then why not do it? Yeah. Like what do. What are we I'm always do? down to we travel had for some shows. shirts stolen yeah. there, but now Who more cares? people are wearing our shirts. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, like we just didn't know. Our now we know to bring a guy with us, right? You know, like <laughs> no, I love traveling for shows. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's, so fun. it's like it's like a vacation, but like where you, you get to play, but as well. you get to do your yeah. favorite. You thing. You get to do your like, favorite thing, and uh, yeah, that's, there's nothing. I would love to go on any vacation and be well, like, oh, you're gonna bring your gear down. You're gonna have a. I I just want to do a bunch of stuff that I will never forget yeah and that hopefully won't get recorded and my other potential careers won't be ruined, won't be ruined yeah. <laughs> or a career will we'll just be like you know what you're crazy we like that <laughs> that's kind of how it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it should be oh man yeah. but um yeah we've been talking for like an, an hour, hour and 20 minutes wow so uh I think it's probably time to probably wrap time it up. to wrap up. We definitely got to do a V two of this. No, we will. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I, there's no way to. that you're gonna. This is gonna be the one Giovanni Orsini <laughs> episode. No chance. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we get some some recurring characters. Yeah, for sure. Well, but um, yeah, super fun. 
Um, good so, conversation. So this will probably be out like next week, right? Probably about. Probably so this next probably week. the release shows over. If I can it do was like, amazing yeah. or it was terrible. If I can do, <laughs> I'm sure it's gonna <laughs> like, be great. I mean, um, if anybody's in Canton on January 25th, oh right, we're going to Canton. Daisy Chain and Ugly, Ugly Blondes are playing in Canton at uh, Buzzbin Buzz January Bin. 25th. That's gonna be a wild with our night. good buddies, Divorce Horse. Right. Well, you've never met them. No, I haven't met them yet, but I've heard lots of very good things. They're buddies of ours, and they're really fun, really cool, really good band, really tight, loud band. So that's right. It's going to be just a loud show. <laughs> Buzz been super fun to play at, but um, yeah, it's going to be sweet. We got that. We got release show on Friday. Well, um, this will already be out by then. This will already, it'll be listen out. to it'll uh, be Oh My Satan. That's already out. Daisy <laughs> yeah, Chain on Spotify. Listen terms. to uh, Ugly Blondes Fluff Capacitor. That's out. I've been I've listened to that album probably every day, like every day at least once since it's been out. You know what the sad thing is? So have I. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it's like prick. <laughs> I know it's true. I'm like, yeah, listen to this and worked on it. One hundred percent. Yeah. So but, um, yeah, Daisy Chain release show is it happened. It happened already by the time this is out, and the album is Oh My Satan. It comes out on December 13th. Which was in past tense. Which is in the past tense, out. Friday. Um, yeah, the, this past Friday. Uh, sure. <laughs> I, this it is tripping me yeah, yeah, It's already out, whatever. I can't even think Listen about to it. it. Check in it out. this tense, it comes out this Friday. Oh, I do know that uh, uh, Cutting Ties' new release is coming up January 10th. January 10th, 10th yeah. And then they're going to be playing a show with Fortune Teller, Arch Rivals Gator and Gator Shakes, shakes at yeah. uh, the new Black Forge in McKee's Rocks, too. Great venue. It, dude, it's awesome. Love that place. It's so uh, What's cool. your guys' next gig? Is it Canton? It's, yeah, it's the it's your release show, then it's Canton, and then we have one in the Government Center. Uh, like, After that? Yeah, I think it's in, like, March, though. But we don't have anything. Really we'll get some more weekenders yeah, we'll for, like, February cool or something. Yeah. But, uh, and then also, uh, January 18th, if anybody's in Detroit, uh, Daisy Chain's playing at the Old Miami, a club in Detroit. So. You heard it here first. Absolutely. The Old Miami, Daisy Chain. That was <laughs> fun. Time with uh, Sliz and Milk Bath. I never heard of either of those. Milk Bath. I actually really like that name. I think it's like an acoustic act. Oh, and then damn. Sliz is like, uh, I think they have a horn, but I'm oh, not sure. Damn. Yeah, we'll find out what we're going through. We, uh, it's a different Sliz. Michigan crowd yeah. this time. So That sounds good, man. Should be fun. Um, yeah. Oh, my Satan. Daisy Chain. It's out uh, December 13th. And listen to all the Steel City Death Club bands that we have <laughs> on the label. Because we talked a lot about that. Tonight. We will make a website at some point. But there's a Bandcamp. SteelCityDeathClub.com slash Bandcamp. Or Bandcamp.com slash SteelCityDeathClub. Yeah. Go to the Instagram. There's all, all that there's info. Instagram. There. Everything's yeah. there. Everything's there. Well. All right, dude. Thanks, Nathan. It was good to have you. Yeah, you too. <laughs> all right. Great. See Catch you later. next time. Yeah.